Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency and Money Podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm Tony Guerra, pharmacist and publisher, bringing you help succeeding in your career, health, and wealth before, during, and after residency. You can sign up for the email list at pharmacyresidencypodcast.com to get your free LOI template or get editing help working one-on-one with me at residency.teachable.com. Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency Podcast. Remember the Pharmacy Podcast Network, just a couple days away from uh, forecasts opening up and residency season officially starting. Well, I mean, you've probably been going to the local uh, residency open houses and kind of getting a feel for things. Uh, I am about all things written as it comes to the residency application and wanted to talk to you about our buddy ChatGPT. So I'm going to show you three residency letter of intents that ChatGPT has created. Nice thing is that Chat did it in, oh, I would say it was less than a minute to write these three. And I want to tell you what's good about them, what can be improved, but where the real risk is. And, you know, is it cheating? You know, it's a, Chat is really actually a pretty great tutor in terms of explaining things and, and showing you how to do things. But when you're gonna to try to pass this off as your own, you're gonna find that it doesn't get it quite right. And it also does something which could create a horrible situation uh, for you and a couple of other residency applicants. So what I think is going to happen eventually is that um, you're going to have all of the materials for all of the students kind of put into this pile and it's just going to be chat pick out the cheaters pick out the people that are way too similar and the other thing is is you can ask chat if chat gpt wrote something so they can punch it into the uh, uh chat gpt and chat gpt can go oh yeah i wrote that you know three days ago um, and uh, so on. So it, it's kind of neat, and there's also some issues that come along with it. So let's start with this one. Uh, I'm just gonna, you know, pick three of some of the most popular, um, you know, residencies that that I see in terms of applications, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, those types of things. Uh, so first one, I put one to the Orlando VA, and. Uh, this one, I think, in many ways is kind of sacrilege to, to do something like this, but I'll, I'll explain. So the first thing is, is that chat's going to look and see what is the most common introduction. I'm writing to express my strong interest. And you've probably, many people have been told by their instructors that this is how you open it. Like, just like you use the word dear before the name of the RPD, uh, that you say, I am writing to express my strong interest or, you know, something to that effect. And the biggest problem you're going to have is being forgotten. Now, you feel like with all the work you've put in and done all those 12 applications, uh, or 12 to 16 really is where you want to be, uh, that you know you're, you're you're so unique, but what I want you to do is visualize this. Okay, you're an RPD. You're getting 200 applications, and your job is to pick 12. So you pick 48. So one quarter of them. You have all of your residents. There's let's say there's 
let's do the math and although 12 would be an easier number we'll just use 10 and so each of them has to read 20 okay all right you put these 20 pieces of paper on the floor you know your job is to pick the best five okay well how do you do that right and how do you even remember them okay and so let's look at what we're going to look at is what's memorable and what's forgettable okay I'm writing to express my strong interest in the pharmacy residency program at the Orlando VA, okay? After completing my doctor of pharmacy degree from somewhere and immersing myself in clinical rotations, I'm either eager to further refine my clinical skills and knowledge. I believe the residency program is an unparalleled environment for this growth, particularly given my profound commitment to serving our nation's veterans. Now, there's a lot of trouble here. The first thing is, is it's very forgettable. There's not a single specific detail about what's going on. The second thing is that you've now said that you are committed to serving the nation's veterans. You must show evidence for this. Have you done a VA rotation? Have you been in the military? Do you have a military family? Do you have any service that you've done for veterans? Have you set up anything for veterans? Okay. So if every time you make a statement, you need the logos, pathos, and ethos, that is the, the evidence, you know, whether it's uh, actual evidence or emotional evidence, whatever it is, uh, that kind of goes along with it. Okay? So throughout my academic journey and clinical rotations, I've gained substantial exposure to my experiences have reinforced the importance of interdisciplinary collaboration, evidence-based decision-making, and patient-centered care. I am keen. Are you now? Are you really? Who says keen, right? I am keen to expand upon these foundations in a setting that emphasizes compre comprehensive care for a unique patient population like that of our veterans. Okay, and what Chad is doing is making great grammatical sentences, making very logical arguments, but what Chad is not doing is connecting. Okay. Not once have they actually said anything specific about the Orlando VA's offerings, right? So why didn't you go, why are you going to the Orlando VA instead of another VA? Why are you going to the Orlando VA instead of another Florida residency? Okay, you still haven't said why. Let's see if we continue. Uh, the Orlando VA's reputation for fostering clinical excellence Already I'm like, oh my gosh, are you going to keep with this? Like, all you're doing is flattery, okay? Now, here's where you can win. I'm especially drawn to the program's specific, you know, uh, rotation. And you don't want to use these gross generalizations that Chad has given. Diverse rotations, commitment to innovation. You want to say which rotations, which exactly things are going on. And further, having a personal connection. Okay, so here's the personal connection that kind of goes on. Okay, what we have done is we have buried the lead. Okay, I took journalism and uh, maybe one day I'll actually finish my uh, journalism degree. It'll probably be more of a mass comm degree from Arizona State a long time ago, long story. Anyway, um, but burying the lead means that you have started the story and it's like blah, 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 blah. Okay. You only really have a page to do this unless you're doing a PGY-1 with a PGY-2 or a PGY-2, but generally you're doing one page. Okay. So 
what you could have done here is said, all right, I'm going to start with this third paragraph, the Orlando VA's reputation for fostering clinical excellence in, in what? Research in what? And leadership, what opportunities aligns with my professional aspirations to what? What do you want to be, right? And then you get the evidence. I'm drawn to the program. I have specific uh, ties to the military and so on. So uh, the rest of it, again, you know, the strong work ethic, my CVs enclosed, all of this. Not one thing has given me anything specific that I couldn't have gotten somewhere else or that I haven't seen in somewhere else. The only paragraph that's any good or could really be dynamic is this one. Okay. And so what you use ChatGPT for is finding a place to start. Okay. I would eliminate all the rest of this and then just start with this paragraph. That's how I would have done it. Okay. Now, let's say you've done this Orlando one and then you want to apply to UNC hospitals and clinics. Okay. One of the most competitive residencies in the country especially the ambulatory care because they just have so few spots. So here we go. What you are doing or what Chad is doing is grammatically correct. And all of this is correct, but it is bordering on the ridiculous. Okay. First of all, I am writing to express my sincere, sincere interest. Oh, where did we see that before? Oh, wait, that was the letter that you just wrote, right? In the acute care PGY-1 pharmacy residency program at UNC, after extensive research and consideration of various programs, I'm confident that UNC offers the experience and values I'm seeking. What Chad is saying and what Chad doesn't realize is that this is one of the most competitive residencies in the country. The people that are applying to this are not doing UNC a favor by applying saying, I have researched and I'm just letting you know that I have will, and will be gracing you with my presence in this application round, right? Uh, it doesn't work that way. At UNC, you've got to make the case why you are connected, why you are in some way uh, unique. And what's happening is, is that these are very well managed and very well uh, written um, letters, but there's no heart in them. And that kind of makes sense. And, and I almost feel bad saying that Chad has no heart, but it is a program that's trying to act human, but it's not going to get it quite right. And humans, when they read these, they're also going to say that they're like, okay, well, grammatically correct, syntax is correct, uh, but I, I still don't know why you want to come here. Like your, your heart isn't in it, okay? There, there's no heart in it again, okay? Let's go again and try for the Mayo, okay? Another one of those really top ones that gets hundreds of applications every year, okay? After an extensive review of various residency programs, whoa, hey there, cowboy. After extensive research and consideration of various programs, uh-oh, uh-oh. It looks like chat is actually just kind of changing the words around a little bit and making it a little bit better for this one, a little bit different for that one. And that is perfectly reasonable 
if you weren't competing with other people that are actually talking about the people at the Mayo that they've met, or that are actually talking about the actual rotations that they've had and the active rotations that they're taking at the Mayo or whatever it is, okay? So when you look at this one, I think that there are pieces that get it right that I am particularly interested in, uh, my rotations in, those parts get it right. But there are so many parts that get it wrong. And those parts that get it wrong are the genericness of it, okay? The, the easy litmus test for this, and I know you probably haven't done a litmus test since intro chem, is that if you give this to somebody, okay, and they can t say, okay, tell me from the letter that I wrote to them why Mayo should pick me specifically. And they can say, oh, well, I mean, you match up to their program in this. It looks like you've had a rotation with them in that. And then you talk to someone and um, this or that, right? That would be reasonable. But what you're going to keep finding over and over again is it's just generic. It's forgettable. And kind of back to my original thesis, ChatGPT does a great job of writing grammatically correct, syntactically correct letters that are polite, that check the boxes of writing a letter, but that don't actually tell them anything about you. Now, here's where you get in trouble. I've asked Chat to write three letters and they're reasonably different for Orlando, UNC, and Mayo. This is kind of the rub. The question is, if someone else is using ChatGPT to write a letter to Mayo, what do you think ChatGPT would do to write the letter? Well, they would go back just like you would to look at your old letters. Say, well, what did I write? So my concern is this. Mayo Clinic is going to find a number of students that use ChatGPT to write a letter. And it's going to be so ridiculously obvious when they read one letter and then the next and then the next. And they're like, oh my gosh, they have literally written the same letters from three independent pharmacy schools. Okay. Now they can take that text and say, Chat, did you write this? It's like, yeah, it looks like I've written most of that, okay? So this is what I'm telling you. Um, I'm telling you that I get it. There are not a lot of rhetorical conventions and, and writing uh, opportunities and uh, things like that, okay, that you would reasonably have the, the background to, to write this kind of letter on your own. Well, one, you shouldn't be writing it on your own. Those of you that the big state schools, there, there's a writing lab and they can help you with that. Okay. Let them know, you know, don't, they don't know though, when you're cheating and copying off the UCSF letter of intent, the ASHP letter of intent, the ACCP letter, uh, my templates and all that stuff. They don't know that. So they're going to help you get the idea across. But what you want to make sure that you tell them is, look, I want to connect 
with this person and these people. Okay, that's the goal of my letter. Okay, how can I help make that more active in my letter? Okay, it again is the match. And so many times we focus too much on making it like a buffet. Mm, I like this about that. I like this about that. You know, it would be the perfect dish. It would be here and, and so on. What you really want to do is you want to start looking at the people and the things that they're doing. And I say this every year and a few people do a good job with it, but the most valuable day of the ASHP meeting is the day after the showcase is over because that's when the residents are presenting their research. If you want to actually talk to someone at a residency, get to know what it's really like there, get to know the work that they're doing and build a genuine connection with somebody that has nothing else going on for an hour, because I assure you, not that many people go by them. That is where you do it. So it's not so much about cheating in the sense that you're getting someone else to write your letter, this uh, generative AI. It's that you're doing a disservice to yourself and to them. So why are you doing a disservice to yourself? When you write this, your brain and your heart kind of has an honesty filter. And as you're writing it, you're like, you know, I really don't have any interest in going to North Carolina. It's just one of the best residencies in the country and I wanted to apply. But I, I really don't. It's not in my heart. So it's not a match. Okay. For those of you that have that, that sense and that kind of lean into your intuition. I remember trying to, to buy a house um, and I brought my wife and she said, I don't like it. And I said, why? You know, I gave her all the numbers and I told her why it was this great deal and all that. She's like, mm, I just don't feel good about it. Okay. And I didn't get it. And I went to another one and she said this was okay. And it all worked out. And when I went back in the daylight, there was a telephone pole in front of the house. I didn't see it. I was so excited. And the, to be fair, the, the entrance to this townhome was through the back in the garage. And so I didn't spend a ton of time in the front yard, but it was on a busy street. It was loud. It was not a great place. And then there was a telephone pole that was 30 to 40 feet tall in front of the house that I didn't see. Okay. How, how was it that I couldn't see that? Because I was so busy looking at the forensic part of it. Is this going to, you know, fit, you know, are these fitting exactly the way I want? And I wasn't looking at the heart of things, which was, how would someone feel living in this home? And what she brought, what my wife brought was, how would I feel living in this home? Well, I feel like there's a freaking telephone pole in front of me. I feel like it'd be loud. I feel like it wouldn't be private. It'd be uncomfortable and I wouldn't want to live here. And she didn't have to tell me all those reasons. She just said, I don't feel good about it. And I had the, you know, wherewithal and at least the, the wisdom to say, well, my wife thinks it's a bad deal. So I'm just going to go with that and I'll figure out why later. Okay. So when you're writing these, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be glib here by saying right from the heart. I'm saying kind of write and figure out what your heart wants. And as you start writing, I'm going to find out like, you know what, I'm, I'm just writing to this 
Mayo Clinic because I'm picturing myself in front of all my friends as they announce that I got a Mayo Clinic residency, but I have no intention of going to Minnesota, right? And so as you kind of work through that, you find that you really find what is important to you. So when you're looking at showcase and trying to get FaceTime and all of those things, I think that it's your real opportunity to get to meet some people, especially the ones at the places that are not getting the big lines at the beginning, and just ask them about residency. Like, how's it going? Like, how are you doing with it? Like, what, what was the toughest thing that you've had? Uh, what was your biggest failure? Those are the things that'll get people talking. So again, I mean, yeah, I, I help people with this and I, I do it, you know, now it's really just kind of living vicariously through the, the people that apply to, to residency. And I love kind of with the back and forth and I get to do it. And if you want my help, you know, you can certainly go to residency.teachable.com. Um, but honestly, I just get such joy out of seeing how all of the things that they've kind of done were leading in a direction and now they're kind of trying to pick, well, what's my, what's the, my top choice? And a lot of times those top choices are the big names, but as you kind of go down the line and you're starting to be honest and you're like, well, you know, that was the one I heard the most about. And of course it's gonna have, you know, great reviews and all that. But then there's these kind of diamonds in the rough. And those are the ones that like, this one has this amazing RPD. All of the residents love them. They're just phenomenal. They feel like they've really learned something. Whereas this one that had so much prestige, I'm, I'm just hearing that, yeah, they're there, but it just seems empty. Um, I won't mention the university, but I had a friend uh, who was uh, in the high school I graduated from and his parent was a, uh, a professor at a very prestigious college and he got to go to, the, to that college for free. And I asked him, he was like, wow, you know, you got to go there. And he's like, you would have thought, right? You would have thought, but uh, it just, it was so clear that the professors were so interested in the grad students and, and that kind of higher ed stuff that, you know, undergrads, I never would have actually paid uh, to go to something like that if my parent hadn't worked there. And I think you need to treat these residencies the same way in that, you know, would you send your kid there? Okay, that sounds a little bit strange. I know you're like, wait a minute, I'm slow your roll there, buddy. I'm in my 20s, you know, and I, I don't have a 20 year old, you know, but really, you know, would you send your best friend there maybe is a better way to put it. And if the answer is no, I wouldn't really send them there. I wouldn't want them to have to deal with, you know, working 12 days in a row and then only having two off or um, having to work and, you know, only make X amount of dollars because they know that they can, because of the prestige, they don't have to pay as much or whatever. Well, as you're starting to look at that and get outside of yourself, I think you're going to find that um, the opportunities that you really do want, the people you really do want to meet, that's where you really want to go. So, you know, worry a lot less about getting the business cards, about getting the CV to the right person. Worry a lot more about getting to meet some people during the showcase, getting to meet some people at the events, you know, the, the dinners and, and all of those things. 
And absolutely don't cut your flight early and leave and miss when you could talk one-on-one -on -one with the residents and find out what it's really like. It's a lot like buying a house the first time. It's a really big deal. Three, four hundred thousand. I think four hundred thousand is the median price of a house these days. And you've never done it before, so you're going to make mistakes. So what do you do? You go talk to people that have bought a house. And you talk to people that have bought a house in that neighborhood. And once you do that, you tell them, well, what's the worst thing about the neighborhood? And you're like, oh my gosh, this. And they will tell you. So I know you may say, well, I'm kind of an introvert. You don't have to talk. People's favorite thing to do is talk about themselves. Certainly talk about the research. All you're doing is asking questions. So if you want to go 40-year-old virgin with it, that was a pretty great uh, uh, example of how asking questions led to a somewhat good result. So, okay, well, I'll get off my stump now, but um, I'll be a little bit more active as we go through the season. Uh, but feel free to email me at TonyThePharmacist at gmail.com. I'm always happy to, to talk to people that are going through the process. And, you know, there's some things that uh, we can kind of talk about over these next couple of weeks to help you out. But the most important thing is that it's not that, that ChatGPT is a shortcut that you shouldn't use. It, it can be a shortcut to get you started. But don't let it take the authentic out of what you're putting into residency. Because if you're your authentic self, you're going to make an authentic match and you're going to have a phenomenal residency year rather than a residency year you had hoped it would be. This has been the Pharmacy Residency and Money Podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You might want to check out our available residency audiobooks at pharmacyresidencypodcast.com forward slash books, or you can get your first book free if you've never been on Audible before. You can work one-on-one -on -one with me to get a better residency that will better suit your career, health, and wealth at residency.teachable.com. Feel free to send an invite to Tony D on LinkedIn or email me at tonythepharmacist at gmail.com. Music was by Policy.